0: Good morning everybody. Today Bezrat Hashem will be learning Daf Memzine in which is amazing. And where did we how did we get here? Well we started off yesterday. We had the Mishnah which discussed the fascinating conundrum of the person who has to be Mafresh Hala Betuma Anyantiv. You can't can you just let it rise? Different suggestions of how we avoid the various um, problems that it presents. And so when we begin on the last line on by the time we get there, We are already discussing the concept of hoil. As we said, hoil means literally since. And what hoil means is perhaps guess, in this particular context, there's a different context of what the word since can mean. Basically, it means uh, something that is unexpected. Really, the way I would conceptualize the makhlokas whether we hold of hoil or we don't hold of hoil, as we might say, is that if we hold of hoil, it means that even though the facts on the ground, see, Andrew's not a hoil guy. Uh, Let me explain to you something about Andrew. Andrew likes to see Maureen Barry. Andrew likes to see facts on the ground, right? So don't tell him about this theoretical possibility, right, that something else might happen. We're gonna treat this theoretical thing as if it's really happening and uh, behave accordingly. So for example, you want to shech an animal where we left off yesterday. The animal is sick. That's why you want to shech the animal, right? Because you don't want to lose all that money, right? Once it dies, it's in a vela. Kosher meat is so much more valuable than non-kosher meat, right? So the reality is that the reason why you're shechting the animal is because, as I have said, Mammon. Okay. Now, uh, the the Hoyle would say that you know, there's also a theoretical possibility that you that you're hungry. You know, two hours before the end of yontiv, and so because you're hungry, maybe you would go ahead and shecht an animal two hours before yontiv in order to have enough time to roast it so that you can eat it like five minutes before yontiv is over. Andrew said, "Come on, man. You're not. This is not why you're shechting the animal. You're shechting the animal. So, th- so you're taking the revchista approach, Andrew, because what revchista says is, you know what." The real, the real issue is that you don't want to lose the money. Now, I'll accept that the potential Hesed Mammon is going to cause you to resolve to eat a Kazayas. And as, a, as a way of saving the money, and that's why you're allowed to shak the animal. Because you're resolved to eat that Kazayas, and you, and that's on Yantiv, and you can't eat that Kazayas of meat, of yont right, on Yantiv without shakting the animal. That Ravchisa will accept. But Hoyle, he will not accept. Okay. So now, miikar Adin, and this is going to be what we're going to analyze Raba and Ravchisa. Right? mi'ikar Adin, with regards to cooking from Yantiv to Shabbos, right? So, Ravchistha says that you are allowed, well, we'll start with Rabbah. Rabbah says you can't cook really from Yantiv to Shabbos, Meikar You can only cook from Yantiv to Yantiv, right? Lech Ochal Nefesh says you can only cook for that Yantiv itself. Okay? So why do we let you cook from Yontiv to Shabbos? Why are we going to let you cook a few hours before the end of Yantiv? Because Rabbah holds of Hoil. Maybe guests are going to come, and therefore, we're going to say that you're cooking for them. This is Rabba. Rav says, come on, man. Guests are not going to come in the next two hours. And besides, you're making a whole banquet. And who are we kidding? We're certainly cooking from Yontif to Shabbos. And therefore, Rav in order to allow, because we both know that you're allowed to cook from Yontiv to Shabbos. So in order to allow cooking from Yontiv to Shabbos, R'chista simply holds that din it's allowed. right? And that's what we said. Rakhista said that din you're allowed to cook from Yontiv to Shabbos. And since you're allowed to cook from Yontiv to Shabbos, the only reason why you have an of tafsilin is so that you don't uh forget and forget yourself and end up cooking from Yuntiv to Chol in a different context once you're already cooking towards the end of Yantiv. So again, Rafchista holds you can cook from Yantiv to Shabbos and that's okay. And Rabbah says that it's technically not okay. However, because of the principle of oil, that's why we let you do it. So now they're going to go at each other. Okay, so Rabbah is going to start by challenging Rav Chista's notion that you can cook from Yom Tif to Shabbos. Right, again, Rabbah can do it because of oil. Rav Chista can do it because that's the actual Lachem maker Adin. So Rabba's going to say, it's not really the Lachem maker din, And he's going to use a fascinating example of a case that makes it sound like you cannot cook from Yom Tif to Shabbos. How so? So, Eswe, Lechem Hapanim. Lechem upon him. Now, what was the lechem upon him? It was the bread, the Khalas of the base of mikdash. Now, you might recall. Do you remember uh, that we learned already about the Khalas of the Bates of mikdash? We learned about the configuration of how they sit on the shulchan, right? So, a fascinating aspect of the lechem upon him. Andrew is eager to get to Mitzrayim Amidaluf, so let's just turn the page to make him happy. We now arrive in Mitzrayim Amidaluf. Nechal letisha, letisha, le Oh, so what does it say here? Nechal l'tisha lasara On the ninth, tenth, and eleventh day, what's happening here? So, did you know that when you bake the khalas? For when we bake challahs at home, we bake them on erev Shabbos and then we eat them on Shabbos, fresh and delicious. When they bake them in the base of Mikdash, they would bake them on erev Shabbos just like a regular, but they would eat them not that Shabbos. They would bake them on erev Shabbos, place them on the shulchan, right, and take the challahs that we baked the previous week, and those are the ones that we eat. So what you're in effect doing is uh, you're baking on erev Shabbos, not for this Shabbos, but for the following Shabbos, right? So you know, like when you have a birth, if a child's born on Tuesday and then he has the birth on Tuesday, that's eight days. Okay, so if you're baking Shabbos on erev Shabbos and then eating it on Shabbos, that's nine days. That's what it means. Well, okay, so in a typical week, you're going to be baking it on Erev Shabbos for the following Shabbos, that's nine days. What if you have an, a Yontiv, what if you have a Yontiv, right, Sukkot is on Friday, so then you're not going to bake it on Friday, you're going to bake it on Erev Yontiv. That's how you end up with 10 days. What if you have, it's the of Miknish times, there's no Yontav Shani Shal Gullis, but there is already, at the time, uh, they had a Gezerah where there's already a Yontav Shani of Rosh Hashanah. Remember, that was the first, uh, first Yontiv that you could have for two days, right? Discussions the whether it's a Yomah, Richter, etc. We already discussed that. So if it's, if, Erev, if Rosh Hashanah falls out Thursday, Friday, right? So then you end up baking it on Wednesday, right? Erev Rosh Hashanah, which means it's a three-day Yontiv. Big deal. In Israel, when they have a three day yuntiv, the whole country, like, shuts down. You can't even get to the store, um, because they're so not used to it. You have the three day yuntiv, So, Erev, Rosh Hashanah, which is Wednesday, you're baking the chalice for the following Shabbos. That's how you come to 11 days. So, it's either 9, 10, or 11 days later, you're going to eat it. So, it says, so it says uh, Rab, uh, Rabba to Rav Chista, Rav Chista, you really think that you can bake from, from, right, uh, to Shabbos? If you could, then why would we make you bake on Erev Yuntiv? If you could bake from Yom to Shabbos, then you should be able to bake the lechem upon him. Let's say on Sukkot for Shabbos. Why are we always saying it has to be erev Shabbos to Yom Let's see it inside now. First word on Menzaim and The lechem upon him are eating either the 9th, tenth, or eleventh day after you baked it. Of course, one of the miracles of the base of was that it was still fresh and delicious. Okay, as we know. So In other words, right? It's never going to be earlier or later. Uh, earlier than um, right nine. Uh, later than nine, earlier than eleven. K said, half so, so now we're gonna walk you through it. Kedarko Latisha. On a regular, right, week, it's nine days. Nefeb Erev Shabbos, Nechel B'Shabbos Latisha. You bake it on Erev Shabbos, and then you eat it the following Shabbos, that's nine days. Chal Yantavlias B'Erev Shabbos. Let's say, circus falls out, Shabbos, whatever falls out on Erev Shabbos. So then, Nechel B'Shabbos Lasara, right? So then you're baking it on Thursday afternoon, and then you can eat it the following Shabbos, that's ten. Shnei Yavin Tovim Shal Hashanah. If Rosh Hashanah falls out Thursday, Friday, the then you're going to bake it on Wednesday afternoon, and then you're going to eat it on Shabbos, it's going end up being 11 days after you baked it. Why? Because the baking of the lechem upon isn't a Shabbos, right? And we have the very informative Rashi over here that explains uh, a few other very interesting things. Like, for example, the fact that if Rosh if it's, Hashanah, if it's, if it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, falls out, that it's Shabbos that you're baking for is Yom Kippur. Just do the math. So if the Shabbos that you're baking for is Yom Kippur, Rashi walks you through it how you, uh, a, cop, a couple of ways to get out of this, right? Maybe, maybe you're going to say, the second suggestion he says, is that maybe the, um, it, just because it's Yom Kippur doesn't mean that you can't eat it from Yom Kippur. Because we know when it comes to Kachim, uh, does, we do it that, right, that it's day and then night. Everything else in, in the world, in our lives, in our Jewish lives, is Vayer Vayiboker. But when it comes to kachim, we first it's first the day and then the night, right? That's the schedule of when you can eat a korbanos, etc. So similarly here, the eating of the lechem apanim in, in the world of the base of mikdash, right? So when you're having your motzei Shabbos, motzei Yom Kippur, right? Motzei Yom Kippur Shachal be Shabbos, that's still considered the eleventh day. Very, very interesting. Okay, um, fine. And so then Rashi adds on at the very end that it says Rashi shana dafka because at the time that they had the lechem him, when the base mikdash was existed, there was no shnei yomim tovim shalgiyas. There's a question of whether the Gezerah of the Sh'e Yomim of Rosh Hashanah existed in the base of Mikdash and how, you know, what, what the historical, uh, right, when this historical time period of this suggestion was. But the bottom line is, this is how we arrived in Mishnah to 9, 10, and 11th day of eating the right Lechem Be that as it may, certainly, says Raba. certainly, we, you see, is that you're not going to be allowed to bake from Yontiv to Shabbos, because after all, we're, even in a case where Rosh Hashanah falls out, on Erev Shabbos, we're going to uh, ask you to bake on Wednesday. We're never allowing you to bake it on Shabbos, on Yontiv itself, as Rabbah brings it home now. Asks Rabbah, if you're going to tell me that you can actually do your Shabbos on Yontiv, so why don't we just simply say that the need to bake, and therefore you should be, what, baking on, on Yontiv, right, let's say Rosh Hashanah or Sukkot or whatever, you should be baking it on Erev Shabbos for Shabbos like we always do. So Yes, the Chachamim said that Shavos, right, that doing this, uh, this idea of, right, this Malacha, of baking on Yontiv for Shabbos is only when you're baking for Shabbos. In other words, Erev Shabbos, you can bake for this coming Shabbos. But this is what's called a shavus Rechoka. Who said that you're allowed to bake on Erev Shabbos, which is Yuntiv, for what? A Shabbos down the line. In other words, when you say that you can bake for Yontiv to Shabbos. So let's say, you like, let's say your wife likes to bake, uh, you know, a thousand muffins and freeze them. So are we going to say that she's allowed? And let's say you're going to be away for the next five months. So what are you going to say? We're going to let her bake on yuntiv a thousand muffins, for a Shabbos five months from now? No, that's not what baking from Yuntiv to Shabbos means. Baking from Yuntiv to Shabbos means that if it's Sh- if Yuntiv is Erev Shabbos, you can bake for that Shabbos. That Shabbos is a Shavuz Krova. But Shavuz that's not what it means. It's like, you don't take it literally and say Yontiv to any random Shabbos. No, baking for Yontiv Shabbos means Yontiv for this coming Shabbos. That's what is answering. So the Lechem upon him is a very unique and fascinating example of where you're baking from Yontiv, but not for this Shabbos, for the following Shabbos. And that's not what Chazal meant when they said that they were matir baking from Yontiv to Shabbos. So that's a bad example of Krista. So, Rabbah's uh, 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 that, that example does not challenge the uh, uh, notion that Yantiv to Shabbos is Mutter. Okay, so Rabbah is going to try again. Okay, says Rabbah, <speaking in Hebrew> Okay, so the baking is still within the Lachem upon him. Right, we say that it overrides right Tif, but it doesn't override Yom Kippur. Okay, so what are you going to say? What's, what's going on here? So we see, right, that even Shmus was Mutter. Why? Because he said, Rav Shimon Gamliel said basically that you can. It is dochei Yuntiv, It's just not doche yom kippur. In other words, the very idea of whether you can, whether you need to wait 9, 10, or eleven days, was actually a machlokas. Rav Shimon Gamliel held that the only time that you cannot bake on yontiv for the following, you cannot bake the lechem panim on yontiv for the following week is if erev Shabbos comes out to be yom kippur. If it's in Kippur, then you can't bake. But oh, that's the only case. So I guess there would never be a case where it's 11 days. It would only be 10 days according to Shema Gamliel. But be that as it may, he actually holds of this idea of what? Of Shvus, of shavuz Rechoka. Well, the problem is that everybody, no, I, I misspoke. The problem is that everybody holds that you, that, that you have to do 9, 10, and 11 days. So the fact that everyone holds that you do 9, 10, 11 days means the fact that it's not Doche Es Yantavid, Doche Es tsom. it means that they were also to the Shvus Rechoka. And the fact that they were ma- matir, uh, also the Shavis Khoka, and then they didn't allow you to bake from Yontiv to Shabbos anyway would mean that, what? That it must be because we don't let you bake from Yontiv to Shabbos. To which, Ravchishtah responds, no, this is why I jumped the gun. Ravchishtah responds, no, you're confusing the, the, the issue. But hapligi, that was good for the Makhlokas. In other words, Ravchishtah's answer is what I said, which is a Ravchishtah will say, no, you that that's exactly the halacha. The halacha is that you can bake from yantif to Shabbos. In other words, you can you can bake it on, on yantif to Shabbos. And that would be the machlokas. According to Liel, the only time that you can't bake it is if it's Yom Kippur. And right, and, and then and then the and the other and then the other side of the machlokas is that you could bake it only on Arab Yantiv. That would be the actual machlokas of Shavuz versus Shavuz Krova. But everybody agrees, says Rav right, that you can, in fact, otherwise, bake from Yantiv to Shabbos in a regular case. Let's read it inside. Says Rav Chista, Pligi, mar right, right, so the Tanakhama holds that Shavuz Krova is okay but Shavuz Krova is not and that's why they didn't allow you to bake it uh, on, you know, on Yantiv, Umar savar, Rechoka, not meitiru and simply Ravsh Gamliel holds that they were also allowing a Shvus Rechoka, Not only shvus Krova, but everybody agrees that shvus Krova heitiru That's the point. Now both the Tanakama, this is what Ravchista is responding, both the Tanakama and Rashim Gamliel are going to allow a Shvus Krova, which is in fact the machokis between Rabba and Ravchistah. So that uh, so that settles that. No, nope, we're gonna have another challenge. 14 lines down on uh, Mimzai Nobad Aleph. Let's see. Masiv Murray Now Ravmari is getting in on the action. Rabbah stepped aside, Ravmari is gonna challenge Rafista's idea from the first part of the Mishnah that we just quoted in Menachos, as follows: Shtei Alechem. Okay, we're back. We're still on Shtei Alechem. Ein Echalos Lo Pachos Mishnaim V'Lo Yoser Al Shlosha. This Shtei Alechem is not the Alechem upon him. The lechem upon him is every Shabbos. The Shtei is only on what Shavuos. Part of the Shavuos Korban. Okay, so on, on Shavuos you brought a beautiful Korban, right? It was a Korban Cibor. Uh, you would bring Shlomim, which is right, and and you would make the sacrifices of the animals, but also you would have bread. Famously known as the Shtei Halechem, an amazing korban. Now, the Shtei Halechem have to be baked for Shavuos. But here's the difference between shachting animals as a korban and bringing korban bread, chalas, as a korban. The difference is, Andrew, Shechted animals, you're always shechting it fresh, right? When you, when you bring, when you bring a carbon of an animal, you're not taking it out of the freezer and sticking it on the mizbeach, like some Argentinian pasar kafuri, right? And sticking it on the mizbeach, you're shechting the animal fresh. And after all, there's like a whole ceremony with the blood, right? Obviously, as we know. But that's happening on that day, right? We shech karbanus on yantiv. That's, that's what we say every time when we have in musaf. On yantiv and chabas, we're shechting karbanus. Okay. That's a malacha, but it's allowed in the base of Miklash. But baking bread is a different animal, pun intended. Baking bread is very different. You don't bake the bread. That's not part of the avodas ha-karbonos. That is something that you do before Yuntiv. So again, you show up with the Khalas, right? Already baked. That's different. You're not baking them on Yuntiv the way you're shechting the animals on Yuntiv. So that's very significant. So let's say the Yantiv is Shavuos. And you have this korban that's a composite of right shechting animals and also bringing khalas. So as it turns out, you're always going to be eating the khalas what? It's never going to be less than two days old and it's never going to be more than three days old. Ketzad says the Gemara, nefos erev yontiv nechalt yontiv right, As Rashi points out, well, art goal points out that when, when, when this Mishnah says that you're eating it on the second day, it just means the next day. Right? It counts the day that you're baking it. Erev Yantiv is the day, no, day one. Okay, So, Nefos Erev Yantiv, right? you bake them on Erev, on Erev Yantiv of Shavuos, so that's when you're eating it on the second day. Chal Yantiv lios achar Shabbos, right, if you have... Now, this has to be Shavuos. We can't do Rosh Hashanah here because by definition, the Lechem Upon Him, so that's a Shavuos Korba. So let's say, right, uh, Erev Shavuos falls out on Shabbos. I'm sorry. Chal Shabbos. <laughs> yeah. Nechalas the yom lishlosha, right? Uh, yes, I was right. Erev shavuos falls out on Shabbos. Chal Shabbos. So shavuos is Sunday. Erev shavuos is Shabbos. Nechalas the yom lishlosha. So in that case, you're going to do what? You're simply going to bake the chalas erev Shabbos, as one does, and then you're going to eat those chalas on Sunday on shavuos. That's called the third day. Why? If he shainadochel l'os to Shabbos ve'los to yom this baking of the chalas isn't dachel Shabbos, isn't dachel yom Well, this is less of a chiddush. What's going on? Of course, you're not going to bake from Shabbos to yom Right? That, nobody said that. We only said that you could bake from Yantiv to Shabbos. So, what's going on here? Why is this a Kiddush? Uh, so, listen to this. Rav Mari says, If you're going to hold Rav Chista, right? That Tsar Chishtabbos are done on Yuntiv, the Shabbos be shari. Right? Since you're allowed to prepare for Shabbos and Yantiv, De Yantiv be Yantiv me bai. Aha. So, you, Rav Chista, who says that you can prepare from Yantiv to Shabbos, you're certainly going to say that you can prepare from Yantiv to Yantiv. The question isn't why can't you bake it on Shabbos? Uh, for Shavuos, which is on Sunday. The question is, why can't you bake it on Shavuos itself? Bake the lechem upon him on Sunday. If you hold that you can bake from Yontiv to Shabbos, certainly you should be able to hold to bake from Yontiv to Yantiv, which is to say, Rabbah only allows immediate use. Uh-huh. So Rabbah's only going to let you bake if you use it immediately. But here, we're assuming that we're on Shavuos, and we're baking it earlier in Shavuos for later Shavuos. Rabbah would never even allow that were are not for oil, right? But Charechista, by virtue of the fact that he clearly allows you to bake from Yontiv for later use, for delayed gratification as it were so certainly he would allow you to bake on yontiv for later use on the same yontiv itself so according to the question again is according to Rav Chista, why is he making you bake the lechem ha right the shei of Shavuos on Erev Shabbos bake it on yontiv on Sunday itself on Shavuos itself uh, bake it while you're staying up all night you know so, so you could already start baking uh, once you get a little boozy, you can no longer learn four in the morning start baking Okay. so Rav Chista says like this shiny hasam The lacha there by the shea lachem is different. Why? Because we have an explicit pasuk by Shavuos. The omar krah lachem. Right? We had a pasuk of lachem. Lachem velo lagavoah. What's this pasuk of lachem? It's the pasuk of ochal nefesh. Right? Asher, achasher, yachel, lachol nefesh, hulavodo yasal lachem. On yantiv we say lachem velo lagavoah. Which means, ironically, I guess you could say, that you're allowed to bake and do malacha on yantiv for ochal nefesh, but not for Hashem. You can only do it for you for your own delight of yantiv, for your own oinig yantiv, for your own ochel nefesh. But you can't, you're not doing it for kharbanas, so that's a different thing. You're not doing it for religious reasons, so to speak, you're doing the ochel nefesh for religious reasons. But you're not doing it for the ceremonial uh, base of mikdash reasons, you're doing it for your own ochel nefesh. That's the dispensation of ochel nefesh. That's what we allow. Lachem, the lola gavoah. Okay. So, Mari says, so we're bringing him back, we're saying that he said that it's dochel nefesh. So how is he understanding the pasuk of lachem? If you're not supposed to do lachem for korbanas, right? Because don't forget, he was talking about the shteha and that is in fact the korban. So how, how is he gonna say that you could cook, they could bake on right? Uh, for the following, for the following, um, Shabbos, right? That's a sort of like a, uh, it's not really a korban, I guess, but it's, right? The chalas of the Shabbos in the base of Nikdash. It's definitely Hekdash. Right? So, if you're going to say that aspects of Besa Mikdash are not going to be baked on Yantiv, how is it that he reads the Pasuk of Lachem? So, the Major says he actually does. He reads it differently as follows. Savlaka Abba Shaul. That was a Machlokas. Abba Shaul actually had this Machlokas, um, in Maseches Beitza. The Amar Lachem, right, where we really get involved with Ochal Nefesh. He says that Lachem means Lachem al-Ole And as Rashi points out, um, Lachem al-Ole Nachrim, Aval Yes le right? Aval Le Shari. So, the, amazingly, Abba Shaul holds that Lachem doesn't teach you not, not to exclude the base of Mikdash activities, but it teaches you to exclude Nakharim. And that is who Shimon is going to hold, like, in order to support and, and be consistent with his Shita. Amazing. Okay, I told you this stuff is going to be amazing. Five lines down from the bottom. Okay, Rav took enough hits. He's, he's fighting back now. He's going to challenge Rabba's view. What's well, Rabba? Rabba, don't forget, says that you're not allowed to meet Ikar Adin prepare for Shabbos on Yantiv. The only reason we let you is because of Hoel. So, instead of confronting himself, he sent Ravacha Baravuna to confront him with the following Shaila. Uh Rashi even, like, gets into it, like, explaining. He really prepared Ravacha well. Okay. So, what's this confrontation? As follows. Me, i Really, Rabba? You hold the Boel? They have to nod. We learned in the mission of Makos the following case. The fascinating case where you're doing multiple Averos, uh, where it's Masachus Makos after all. So, we have a bunch of different examples where we try to figure out how many Makos can we absorb here in one act. So here's the guy. talamechad. Okay, all he's doing is plowing a single, right, furrow. Right? So all you're doing is you're plowing. And with one action, one paula, as Rabbi Saffer would say, who I saw yesterday on Zoom, shlita. With one physical activity, you can absorb tons of malkas. How many? Wow. Eight different uh, sets of lashes here. How? So what are the eight isern uh, that you're doing? As follows. So you're doing, the right, the, the action that you're doing is plowing. It happens to be achoresh bishar vachamor. So you're plowing with a donkey and an ox together. That's kilaim. Okay, that's Isra number one. They happen to already be hakdish. So that's me'ila, as we know. That's misappropriation of hakdish. Isra number two. The chilaim ba'karim. Happens to be that what you're plowing here is kilay So It's not just kilayim of animals akarim. Isra number three. We turn the page to Memzayim and on at 6.03 a.m. Andrew, I told you, relax, we're going to make it. Don't worry. Ushvis. And he's doing it on Shvis. Okay, this is Shemitah year. Okay, this is a Daraiso. I mean, Shemitah does come up in the Torah. So, I don't know. What was is that? Isra number four? Uh, four or five, be yontiv. This is on yantiv, that's not good. So that's it's their number, um, this is it's their number five or six. Uh, so some, this is actually my focus on how to add up the yisurim. uh, because some of them overlap and some of them break up into two. But anyway, be that as it a, he's he's absorbing a lot of yisurim here. And Kohin benazir, abes, Oh boy. Yeah, so that's that's gonna be that's gonna be seven and eight, according to the pashap shah. That we just said six was on Yantiv, and then seven and eight is that he's, seven is that he's a Kohen, and he's like in a cemetery, okay? And also he's a Nazir. So what, what's this, what's this idea that he's a Nazir? Is a Nazir not supposed to be in a cemetery also? Yes. In other words, a Nazir also is not supposed to be Kam right? So that, we know that famously for Kohanim, but by Nazir it also says the, 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 same thing. So he happens to be a Nazir and a Kohen, and he's in a cemetery. So he, he chops two Eastern for that. For a grand total of 80 Eastern for plowing, oh my goodness, this guy's plowing, Kalim in a cemetery, Kalim. Okay. So what does it have to do with anything? So Ruchista is saying to Rabbah, you hold of hoil. Watch this. For he eat and lo Did you see that coming? This entire activity, the plowing itself should be mutter. because you hold of hoil, and the consequence of the plowing is that you've dug up some earth. And by virtue of having dug up some earth, now you can do your kisui hadam, right? The famous halacha that if you have dam on the floor, you have to cover it with earth. So like as if there's no other earth in the world. Uh, in the case where there isn't any other earth, now you are allowed to. Cover it with Adam. This is a very problematic suggestion, Rav Chista, because after all, this is only an asay. The 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 Rishonim already are not uh, are, are really having issues trying to figure out Kisoa Adam is only an asay, and plus is Kisoa Adam Ochel Nefesh altogether? Like, why why is this halal? Okay, so. As it may, let's assume that this is a real tsar okay, and that it's a and that it is an application of oil. And you go through right all the explanations of how it is an application of oil. So if you hold of oil, let's let's maintain let's maintain our focus and say that if you hold of oil, that you would th- theoretically allow this plowing in order to use the earth for the kisui adam. So we're going to defend defend how this is going to be allowed. In order to allow this. We're going to change the Metzius. We're going to explain that the case is one where you were plowing in an area where you, where you were not actually digging up earth. Everything else is going to be the same. And so all those Isurim are going to exist, except right? the Isur of the Harisha is also going to persist because you're actually not digging up earth. You're digging up in an area where there's stones, which are not fit for Kisui Hadam. And since they're not fit for Kisui Hadam, that's why. Even though we hold up oil, it's going to be a sort of plow here. And you keep all eighty sermon attack, even according to Rabba. That was Papa Bershmul's suggestion. Mikrozolus are avanim that are especially suited to use as toilet paper. We've already went, been through this. Remember we were doing the Zoom Corona Shirim, and we already went through those avanim. Mikrozolus is actually, uh, machlokus whether it means especially smooth, which is good for toilet paper, or especially sharp, which is also good for toilet paper. Is it, are we talking about comfort or function here? Let's just move on. But be that as it may, then neither of them are good for down. That's a machokis. Okay, so now, the Gemara says, Well, it's still potentially going to be mutter to plow these avonimikorzalos, because if you really want to, you can actually grind them and then use them for kisra adam. To which the Gemara says, What do you mean, grind them? When are you going to grind them? you can going to use your grinder and yantiv? That itself is usar. Says the Gemara, No, we're using so you'll grind them and then you'll use it for kisra adam. Oh my goodness, okay. So the Gemara says, Fine. No, we're not talking about avonimikorzalos, rather bitsunmah. We're talking about rocky ground. You're talking about a total rocky terrain which can't be crushed into fine pieces. talking about like you're in Boulder land over here. You're, you're plowing in a rock garden. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Sunma bar Why would anyone plow in a rock garden? That's not harisha. Plowing, right? Don't forget is usher because it's part of the Zria process, right? You're, you're a farmer now, and you're going to be planting. Who plants in a rock garden? That's ridiculous. That's not considered plowing. So says the Gemara, Sunma milmalo ve'afartichuach milmata. No, the rock garden is the upper layer, but beneath it, right, you're getting some soft soil. So when you're plowing, you're plowing all the way to the bottom. And so, the reason it's harisha is because it gets to the soil on the bottom, and the, reason it, uh, and the reason, right, we don't use the principle of oil is because you're only really digging up the rocks from the top and they can't be ground down in order to do adam. So says the Gemara, wait a minute. Yeah, but once you get to the soil on the bottom, then you could use that for adam. So we're, tr- we're struggling here to find a case where you're going to not be able to use it for adam, right? Mimanafshech, as they say. Uh, or, or as I heard Elliot Eibinder, uh, you know, it's not politically correct to say me man of shach now, it's me woman of shach. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um uh, that, that, that's a very timely political uh, thing. Okay. But typically, so me man of shach. Right? Summa, summa, summa milmala of Alfer Tikhoch milmata. Right? But typically, Mishnah mafer Tikhoch. So then you, you, should so you use it Alfer Tikhoch for the Kiso Adam. It's so, like, just suggests a third possibility of what this Mishnah is. El Amma bar rav ashi betina. Ah. The Mishnah's talking about mud. Mud is gonna, Check all our boxes because, after all, you, you could theoretically plow mud. It's just like a little bit right more uh, viscous, but you're plowing it and you are preparing it somehow for planting. So that is going to be a problem of chavisha. But you could also, I guess, use mud for kisui adam. The gemara says, "Yeah, v'tina barzriahu." Do you really plant in mud? So the gemara says, "Well, bimsunta." It's kind of like wet mud, which is yes, fit for planting, not fit for uh, for for Kisoo adam, as Rashi says, "Eretz lacha." Soft ground, Right, if you're going to use it for kisra adam, it's going to be sticky. But yeah, you can plant it in it. That works well. Fine. So nine lines down on his Zion base, the Gemara is going to challenge Raba again of hoyl. Okay, so that that was the challenge. We finally we had a trouble with that one. The first challenge we had to come up was that he was plowing in mud. But once he was plowing in mud, the challenge stood. Okay, because after all, why don't we say that you can use it for kisra adam? But then we said no. The answer is that you can't use it for Kiso Adam, and there's no principle of oil, because it's mud. So we, we challenged him, and we literally had to say that the case was mud in order to get out of it. Uh, that's that, that, that was a journey. Very interesting case. Okay, let's see this next case. Okay, this guy's also looking for a lot of malchus here. He's cooking Gira Nasha in milk on yantiv. I'm not going to tell you the story that I heard about the guys in a specific yeshiva years and, years and years and years and years ago, before our time. To be sure David Marchak knows who I'm talking about. Uh, where they had a contest. Who could do the biggest of error. You know, these are, you know, young guys before they flip out in Israel trying to, uh, trying to get it all out of their system. So, this was an idea. You're cooking gid on nasha in milk on yantiv. Ve'ochlo. And then you eat it. You're not allowed to eat gid on So, there you get loke chamesh. You only get five. You don't get eight. You get five sets of So This guy didn't win the prize. Loke mishum gid Yontiv So, the first one is, you can't cook gid on yantiv. Why? Because you're only allowed to cook for ochal Nefesh You're not allowed to eat gid, and 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 Andrew. So, if you can't eat gid, then it's not Ochel Nefesh. So that's Malchus number one. Lokim Mishum Ochel Gid. Eating Gid in itself is <laughs> Malchus. Issue number two. Lokim Mishum Basar B'chalav. Well, famously, right? Basar B'chalav. That's an interesting question in itself. Is a Basar Asr, like if you do Nevela and, and, and milk, is that considered Basar B'chalav? So that's according to the Sheetah that holds that it is in fact a problem of Lot Vashay Gdiba Chalevimo. Okay? That's Machlokis in Kulin. So we're going according to Rashi explains. That this is according to the Sheetah that holds that it is an Issar Basar Okay? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. That's going to incur two different, right? Because as we know, we have a Machalke's for Isser Bishal, Isser Achila, Isser Hana. Famously, we already discussed this. It appears three times this Lot of Ashav Gadiba Chalevimah. So you're going to get two Machas for that. And then the fifth uh, Isser is going to be the fact that you lit this fire on Yadav altogether. Uh-huh. Um, you're saying the Hana. So I, I, I think it's a good question. Barry wants to know why not the iser hanah. I think Hana in that case is not necessarily the Hana. Of eating, I guess. Once you're eating it, you're only chayiv it once. It's a chiddush, right? In other words, if you only sold it, then you'd have a chiyav hana. I'm not 100 percent sure, but for now, let's assume that eating it trumps hana. Let's assume that, and I'll get back to you. Okay. Barry wants to give this guy six sets of malchus. He doesn't like this guy at all. Okay. He says, get one for, for Achila, uh bishul, and hana. Okay. So let's find out if, if once you're having it for achilah, whether you could be high for hana also, because he didn't sell it, he ate it. All right, but maybe, maybe if you're eating it, you're also getting hana. Let's look into that. Bleineder. Okay. 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 So now. What's the kasha? The kasha is as follows. Uh, true, he had nefarious needs, but he had needs nonetheless. <laughs> and therefore, for his horrible purposes of winning the who could do the most of errors at once contest, the Havara was a tzarek yantiv. Wow. Well, is that really how it works? So you have to go to see the Rabbeinu David, as the article quotes, that it's talking about since the fire could be used for Permitted food afterwards, right? In other words, he looked, you know, afterwards you could still use the fire to cook for the rest of the Shiva, right? The kosher food. So because of that, the Rebbe David had to explain that that havara might have been latsarach. Fine. Okay. So the question is, if right, you hold of hoil, why are we saying that this case, uh, that brisa, is going to be mechayev him for the havara? So Amarleis, so Rabbi responded to Abaye, a havara, I'll get a nasha the Uh He said, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. When I counted the up, I shouldn't have counted havara. I should. I'm going to take, take havara out as one of these Surim. Put in the fact that it's a gira nasha shal nevela. See, Barry would have said, Apek Havara, V'ayel Ayel uh Hanash gid Giranasha, I shall have Okay. But now uh, Rabbah said, Now take out Havara and put in the Gidanasha of Navela. He's not high for Havara, but he's eating on nevela now. Okay, that's another Isr. Abaya says, no no. no. That these five sets are two for the gid, the shala shall be shula, two for what? Two for the eating and three on the bishul. If you're gonna say that the Havara is not uh, the iser, so then the Havara goes with the three on the bishul the the novella would be an uh a, a uh achila issue so this, when we have the three and two it's not consistent with from uh, analysis of this price the as the gemara says right if the problem is novella as opposed to havara then the ratio is off it would be three eating and two cooking so that it, would not be considered so it has to be something else So rabbi says okay fine my bad let me switch out havara but not with novella i'll replace it with something else i'll we'll take out havara and we say that it's an issue of what the word being mukta well, the word being Muksa would be okay with the ratio issue because it would be cooking instead of eating. But the question is, is Moksa daraisa? What's going on here? You get malkus from muktzah. The Gemara asks this. Abai asks, and he, he is nonplussed. Umuktzah What are you saying? Umuktzah daraisa says the Gemara. Amalei Rabbi answers, in yes, muktzah is daraisa. Wow, Abai holds that muktzah daraisa. Didn't we learn? We learned the get some muktzah that this is something that that Shlomo Melach instituted, and then the Chazal instituted further. What does that have to do with, with the Raisa? Well, he's going to bring you a pasuk. The echinus to share view, the and the and the azara. So, in other words, in order to get malchus da raisa, you need the iser and the Love. Right, it has to be a Love, sheish What's the lav? Here's the love, The azara. It's called the Love. Me losa asa called Malacha. When it says it, you can't do any malacha, That tells you that it includes the echinus to share view. Wow, how does the echinus teach you teach you Mekza Rashi? The Rashi b'mzuman shemazamin called tzarucho hayom. The, 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 what's the Torah teaching you? The Torah is teaching you that when you get to Shabbos, you're supposed to be your own guest, right? You're supposed to have already prepared, right? It's like, as we when were discussing it in, in Masech HaShabbos, it's like, when you get to Olam um, people, you're supposed to have prepared for that in Olam Hazeh. It's too late. So when Shabbos is Me'in Olam Haba, right? So when you get to Olam it's just you and Hashem, and you're both sort of guests basking in Hashem's glory. So in order for that scenario, you have to do your Heshtadlis on Erev Shabbos. And therefore, you're going to say, to And therefore, you're going the tofu Everything that you want to have on Shabbos, right, you're supposed to have already prepared beforehand. Right, And since the cuss the Pasuk called it Hachana, and it had the lush and vehicino as a share of you, the Pasak refers to it as a malacha, And that's what puts it in the context of Losasekhol Malacha, and therefore that's what makes it a real love, that's the Azhara. And the amazing, amazing shita. The amazing shita that Rabbah holds that mukta is in fact alluded to midol Rice, and you get Malkus for it. So as we arrive at five, lines up from the bottom, of and base Abaya is going to object that that is that idea that Malkus is midol reisa is, is inconsistent with Rabbah with something that Rabbah said elsewhere. As follows, this is somewhat of a lengthy question, and so let's begin because we have six whole minutes. Andrew, he can't believe this. He thought this was the slowest stop he ever heard in his life, and yet we're going to get past Zion. I told you, Andrew, you got to trust the process. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, I woke up, I already started with Andrew before we even start here today. I'm just so excited to see you today, thank you. I'm like, says to Rabbi. Okay, you yourself said the following. You yourself said, Some say this question of Afuna. Okay, be it as it may. What would be the case if you brought a sheep from somewhere far and then shechted it as a tamid? What's the Allah? Can you bring that sheep on the Mizbeach? Okay, interesting question. Can the sheep come from far away? Okay, what's the question so about? you answered it like this: that that in fact, right? You, that one sheep. That what? That, he, that in order to answer the question, you expound on the following pasuk. This is not a pasuk in the Chomish, and the pasuk in Yeheskel. The pasuk says, min hatson, min hamasaim, israel Elokim." Okay, "Vesei min hatson" sounds like the sheep that you're getting is maybe not from far away, but from your own flock. Let's let, let's see what's going on. He's going to expound the pasuk one by one, one by one. Okay. So it says, expanding on this pasik. If it's a se already, it means it's a sheep. A sheep, uh, you should know, common knows this, that sheep either means male or female. But Bihar can only be a male. So therefore, when it says see, se, it's excluding Bihar. Okay? So it can't be Bihar. So now, this pasuk, from this pasuk we're expounding, where can this sheep for the carbon come from? Well, it can't be a pasik. It can't be one of the animals designated as meiser behema. Okay? Minhatson palgas. Ah, here we go. Minhatson means it's not from the palgas. What's the palgas? So the palgas is, is the sheep in the what? Uh, the 13th month. Right in the first 12th month it's a keves, right, and then past that it's an ayl. But during that thirteenth month it's a palga, so it can't be one of these palga status. As we turn to the chesam Aleph. min hamasaim, one out of two hundred means that what? That's already referring to the nesachim, to the rest of the korban. That what? That it can't. That you can be drawn from the two hundred part of, of what of yain that remain from the vat, which means that you can draw the yain from of the, for the nesachim of this korban, right, from a vat that has the same amount. Of, but, wine as long as the isser is batal. We already talked about this bital of the yain. In, for the nasachim, it has to be 1,200, right? So, after the nasachim has been removed, 200, right? Uh, you have 200 equivalent kosher portions that have to remain. A, a detail of the Salachah of the Nisachah very fascinating detail, that comes from the, from the Pasuk, okay? In Mashke israel, it has to be, that the Nisachim has to be a israel, that which uh, israel, right? That, it can't be just that the non-kosher wine, right? Or it has to be wine that's, that, that has to be drinkable. In from all of this they said, Eid Tevel. When I say non-kosher, I mean that you're not supposed to bring Nisachah from Tevel grapes. Whew, so that's what we learned from the Pasuk. Well, based on that last point of the Tevel grapes, the Bryce concludes, you might have thought that what that, that last possible means that you can't bring it from Mukta. That what? That when we say that it has to be from Mashkei Yisrael, it must be that it has to be from something that what? That is inherently, In you know, other you can't bring something that is inherently uh, non kosher. Well, Yain, that's tevel is inherently non-kosher. The non kosher the trefist, so to speak, is in the grapes themselves. But Yain, that is muktah, is not inherently usher. That's kosher wine. It happens to be muktah. That's kosher wine. That's an external isr. So that's what he's saying. You might have thought that you can't use muksa wine for the Nisachayain. Yatsam muktah she'ain isur gufo However, we're saying that muksa is allowed because that is not an inherent isr, Ela isher davar acher Rather, it's an external isr. The isur muktah da raisa. Wow, bringing it all back around. If you said that the Isr muksa is the raisa, mali Isr mali The raisa implies that the Isr is inherent, and therefore, by virtue of the fact that we see that the Isr is external, must be Muqsa is not the Arisa. Whew, We'll pick up here tomorrow. After. You. So we've arrived uh, somewhere up to the ode. Yeah, the second wide line on mcheshem